Jack felt annoyed with Atlanta before he had even set eyes on her. She was disrupting a household. He had been all set to disrupt himself. At the moment, it did not seem as if there was going to be room for both of them. Mr. Bagthorpe was at his bitterest at lunch. He had not written a single word that morning, not even a page or two he could tear up, which was, in fact, all he did some days. "'Not that it matters, of course,' he said, chasing peas left-handed round his plate. "'The English language will soon become extinct. There are already signs of it. I shall see it in my lifetime.' "'Nonsense, dear,' said his wife. "'Even my own children reject it in favour of debased and hybrid continental lingos,' he went on. "'Why did you say the girl was crying?' "'I didn't,' she told him. "'None of us can find out.' "'If she's got hysteria as a result of being driven in Russell's car, "'she'll have to get over it as best she can,' he said. "'Take aspirin or something. "'I'm not having that doctor in my house again.' "'Had any visions or anything this morning?' William asked Jack, changing the subject before Mr. Bagthorpe took right off. Jack pretended not to hear. It suddenly occurred to him that if he pretended not to hear half the things that were said to him, particularly if they were awkward or sarcastic things, this would create the impression that he was in another world, in a very painless and effective way. "'I'm getting on quite well with my portrait of Grandma,' Rosie said." contributing her bit toward the brisk and lively interchange of ideas and opinions that was supposed to characterize Bagthorpe mealtimes. "'It's much easier without her there.' "'Lovely, darling,' said Mrs. Bagthorpe encouragingly. Then, "'Mother hasn't eaten a thing all day,' she told her husband. "'That doesn't surprise me,' he returned. "'I'm having to force my own food down. After what's gone on in this house in the last forty-eight hours, nothing would surprise me, not any longer.' It wouldn't surprise me if the heavens opened and it began to hail mothballs. Startled, Jack recognized a totally unexpected cue, a real bonus, and from his father of all people. The heavens opening, he murmured, fixing his eyes on the remainder of his lamb chop. The sky, he fumbled for the third key phrase and found it. A giant bubble. "'Oh, my God, here we go again!' Mr. Bagthorpe flung down his fork, and his peas scattered. "'I have made up my mind,' came Grandma's voice unexpectedly, "'that I shall take up yoga.' Everyone at the table, with the exception of Grandpa, turned toward the door. "'You will do what?' <laughs> Mr. Bagthorpe left quite a long space between each word, which was a bad sign with him. It meant his control was running out. "'There's no need to space your words out at me like that,' Grandma told him. "'I'm perfectly composmentous, thank you.' "'In that case,' said her son, "'you're about the only person left round here who is. "'You're what?' "'For someone who is supposed to be a writer,' said his mother, "'purposely ignoring the question. "'You don't use the language well at all. "'You have no grace of expression.' Grandma could usually rely on a good argument with her son when she really felt like one, and was now in her goading stage. Once goaded, he was usually a match for her. "'Look at this! Look!' Mr. Bagthorpe waved his solid white arm above the table. "'Do you know what this means?' "'It means,' returned Grandma, 
that you were silly enough at your age to attempt a headstand in order to show off, and that you reaped your just desserts. "'We'll leave personalities out of it, if you don't mind,' said Mr. Bagthorpe, who was a fine one to talk. "'That was an objective question I asked you. This, mother, is a broken limb.' "'So I understand.' She sat now in the rocker, which made an irritating creak when she rocked it. "'Just the one limb,' said Mr. Bagthorpe, waving it again. "'Now, if you take up yoga, and I still wonder whether I heard you aright, you will break all your limbs. You will break every limb in your body, or fracture it. You will end up, in fact, looking like a replica of an Egyptian mummy.' "'Thank you,' said Grandma calmly. "'Your face might perhaps show,' he added, "'but that'd be all.' "'I have been breathing all morning, you know,' said Grandma, addressing herself to Mrs. Bagthorpe now, in the certain knowledge that this would goad Mr. Bagthorpe still further. "'Lovely, mother,' said Mrs. Bagthorpe encouragingly. "'Unavoidable, I should have thought,' said Mr. Bagthorpe. "'I have been reading one of your books, Laura,' Grandma went on. "'In many ways I think it would be a good thing if we all took up yoga, the whole family.' "'Tess is certainly interested,' agreed Mrs. Bagthorpe. "'I wouldn't mind trying,' piped up Rosie. "'Now listen here,' said Mr. Bagthorpe, abandoning his peas and beginning to gnaw his chop while holding it in his left hand. "'If I am going to be driven beyond human endurance for the next few weeks, as I undoubtedly am, with my right hand in hock, if all you lot are going to sit around all day looking blissful and breathing, I'm getting out. I shall just clear out.' "'But it would be an ideal time for you to take it up too, dear,' said Mrs. Bagthorpe, unwisely. "'What do you think, mother?' This was the point at which Grandma's goading paid off. Mr. Bagthorpe smelled, he said, a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy, moreover, to make him into what he called a creative eunuch, though nobody knew what he meant by this. If he had been born to sit around breathing, or lying on his back with his legs folded in the air— and he thought that by now he would have discovered this vocation for himself. He further thought it unlikely that anyone would pay him for doing this, while at the present the BBC, however unwisely in the eyes of his own family and so-called friends, were paying him very high prices for his scripts, above the going rates, which was lucky, he said, for the lot of them, who would not now be sitting, stuffing themselves with lamb chops, and living generally off the fat of the land, if were it not for his prodigious creative output, and so on, and so on. Jack, sitting forgotten, his giant bubble quite pricked, could see Grandma's entrance at that particular moment only as a form of miracle, of the intervention, at any rate, of some kind of higher power. The present tirade would undoubtedly have been directed at himself and Zero, had it not been for her timely arrival.' 